guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Do you struggle sometimes with what you should post on social for your business? What if you could quickly and easily decide on what you're going to post on all of the feeds by using some simple prompts? What if those prompts were reusable and would create unique posts each time with no extra thought required on your part? Sound good? Well, my friend, I've created the ultimate guide in my five unique social media posts ideas to help you to do just that. Yeah, but Jan, I can listen to your 15-minute podcast, but I don't have the time to pre-plan a social calendar right now. Plus, I really don't even know what I'd post about that people might actually care to stop and read. I hear you. Time to plan and create content is the number one reason why people stick with posting the same few things over and over or just don't post as much as they'd like which is why I created my five unique social media post guide, because you can easily reuse these ideas multiple times each, resulting in over 50 new posts from these five prompts, and they can be used on all of your social channels. So get instant access to my five unique social media post guide at janicefogarty.com and download your guide today for a better social feed with less stress. This week, the universe seems to be talking to me, and so I've decided to throw my planned podcast episode on planning and management into the last quarter to the wind. You can stop yawning, I know it sounds boring, but I promise it's something we all need to be thinking about right now if you haven't already started. I'm feeling a bit of attitude as a result of the universe pushing and prodding me, and I'm afraid this attitude might just show itself up a little bit in here. Prepare your hearts. This week, I'm going to discuss a dirty word, sometimes an uncomfortable topic, certainly for me, and depending on where you are in your journey, a scary or intimidating word for you. Yeah. Money, 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 money. Money. Hey, I'm Janice, and welcome to another episode of Connections, Coffee, and Confidence, 
Those are the three things I think are critical to every successful entrepreneur. So grab a cup of your favorite brew and let's get into today's episode. Lately, I've been doing some internal work on my feelings around value and money. My mother-in-law is actually one who's in my head as saying something is, quote, good value, as it was with her that I really started looking at things in terms of their worth, not just the monetary cost, the number on the price tag. She was a pretty darn good businesswoman. The wise person never played poker with her, and a Spanish property developer learned that the hard way, and the family swung some lovely builder upgrades in an apartment one time. But that is a different story. The value of something, a service or an actual thing, is subjective, and it's partially dependent on what's important to you. And that's part of what helps you place the price tag on what you offer. And that's hard. Like, it can be crippling. Because who's to say that what is important to you is what's important to someone else? And if it's not important, then how are you going to get people to pay you? Anybody with me on this? Look, that's a rhetorical question because I know some of you are. You've told me and we can do a deeper dive on pricing and all that kind of feeling stuff on another day. Despite starting this podcast out mentioning the universe and singing, which I promise not to do to you without warning again, I want to lay out some practical things around money, money in our business. And some of these things might spill over into your personal life, and that's cool, because I love things that do double duty. I consider that good value. Let's start out with systems. Guys, I, I, I just don't even know where to start with this. But I'm going to start with systems because it seems like everywhere I've turned in the last week or two, I've been frustrated by systems not being in place. And guess what? Some of those systems not in place, they're my own. So I'm not lecturing you as much as I'm lecturing me, and you guys are collateral damage on some points. The systems I want to talk about, they're basic. Anybody with me have enough little flashback to... um, Kristen Bell in The Good Place. Yeah, basic. Anyway, the systems. The basic. This isn't an episode where I'm discussing MBA level finance strategies. However, sometimes they might as well be because some of us treat our finances as something too much. Like, just too much to deal with. And sometimes it's easy to put off. As long as something is coming in to pay the bills, well, that's good enough, right? Maybe. But I don't want to just cover my bills. I want to pay my bills and support things that are important to me. I want to be able to buy my family things that will improve their quality of life. I want to enjoy a few things without worrying about what I won't be able to pay for in the process. What about you? When you got into business, did you have dreams of paying your bills and just keeping your nose above water? Or did you have dreams of your own? Don't get me wrong. I am all for paying the bills. I think it's way up there on the to-do list. But I also think there should be more to life. And yeah, I am totally speaking from a place of privilege right now because my husband works. He also hunts so we have free range and organic meat. I grow vegetables and fruits so we can balance out our diet. We're lucky to be able to do these things and pay our bills. Once upon a time, 
There was no work due to an economic situation out of our control. We still had kids to feed and bills to pay. So I really appreciate where we are right now. But we all have dreams, and the dreaming is free. Humans, we all need something to aim for. And if your aim is to pay all of your bills, I am down with that. Having something to hold on to is helpful when you're tackling your finances, especially if it hasn't been a top of mind item until right now. If you don't enjoy numbers, you will appreciate having something you identify with that makes you feel good to pull you through. But before jumping into systems, we need to do a bit of groundwork. Having that dream, that goal in mind, that, well, that's part of the groundwork. That's the light at the end of the tunnel for some of us. But how about, I don't know, a fee schedule for your services or a price list for your products? If you have one, yay! But how did you come up with it and when? Did you do some market research? Do you know what you need to cover your costs, price your time and expertise, and have you built in an industry standard markup? Do you know the percentage profit of your items? Like each of them? Can you live with them? Or do you need to adjust something? Your materials, costs, other overheads, your price, or even your offerings? Do you have products that don't offer a reasonable ROI? Do you know what ROI stands for? Or a service that is only sold once or twice? Can you remarket it, repackage it, or is there just not the need you initially thought? And there's nothing wrong with changing up what you offer and adjusting your prices. The market will tell you what you need to know if you sit down and pay attention. Having a positive feeling attached to your finances and an appropriate fee schedule, even just having a fee schedule full stop, that's a nice little piece of ground to build your systems on. And now, story time. Snuggle in. I wanted to support a craftsperson and buy a product. This was online. I saw the stuff on a Facebook page, contacted the person, loved the product, hey, can I buy it? I followed her directions to pay. I paid. I was thanked and told my item would be in the mail. Uh, that was July. It is now September. I've seen nothing. My initial few attempts to reach out were not answered. So finally I said I'd have to contact PayPal to get my money refunded and that got a response. Turns out she's having trouble with her PayPal. Could I use another method of payment? Maybe had I gotten a response to my first or second message or if this person had contacted me first to let me know of the trouble, maybe I would have been accommodating. But no, all of a sudden the product lost a lot of its value to me and most people probably would have just gotten a refund. However, I am not most people. I still want it, and my heart sees someone who's having trouble with their systems. And systems, oh, dudes, like, they're not fun. Systems are not sexy, but dang, they're important. So I'll go through my purchase, but I don't think I'm going to recommend her to any of my friends. And the moral of the story, her lack of systems has let her down. The end. But listen, how are you getting paid? What's your payment system? And that's a genuine question. You should have had an immediate answer right there. You should know how you're getting paid. And guys, I kind of suck in this area in certain circumstances. Genuinely. I accept e-transfer and I have Square. You know, the thing that you slide into your phone and takes credit card payments, does your invoicing, stock control, etc. 
I have no affiliate relationship. It's just what I use, and it works for me when I need it. So I can accept credit cards and e-transfer, and also cash. That is how I get paid. Simple. Those are the physical systems that work for me. Those are the physical aspects of getting cash flow into my business. I don't tell people to pay me in a way that I can't access the money. That's just not a wise approach. Okay, friends, stay with me, okay? Part of that system of getting paid is also invoicing and reconciliation. Anybody just feel some guilt? A little groan escape their lips? Or are you supremely on top of this game and working it like the boss you are? If so, bravo, and feel free to contact me. I'll get you on this podcast so you can share your tips and your wisdom. That is a serious offer. All that invoicing and reconciliation means is telling people what they owe you and essentially making sure you get paid. Simple, right? In many circumstances, this is beyond easy. If you sell from a website, that's your system. Easy. If you're at a market, you have your cash float, you have Square or something else that takes cards, or you have a little sign saying cash only. You take the money, you hand over the product. Done. But what happens if someone orders from you? What happens if the exchange of money for product or service isn't immediate? How do you get paid? This is where I'm not as awesome as I wish I was. You see, in my other business, I take orders for items, but I work from home. I'm not always in front of my computer to enter things properly and all that jazz. It gets done. I get paid. People get their items. But my system of checks and balances is poor. In fact, I think using the word system may actually be an overstatement, which is embarrassing to admit because I like a good structure, a flow of the necessary things, and that is decidedly missing when it comes to managing my money in that business. So what's a girl to do? Well, I got really well acquainted with my Google Calendar. It means I'm actually getting serious about my business as a business. I sat down and time-blocked my calendar, picking colors to make it easily identifiable what task I'll be doing, at what time, and one of those things is establishing an accounting practice and a set time to implement it. Now, time organization is the topic of episode four, so if you're looking for a deeper dive on that, I will link to it in the show notes. In addition, I also need to set boundaries around scheduling. Something I have bumped up against regularly, and those of you who work from home are probably going to feel me on this, is having boundaries around work time. My kids will ask their father where I am. They will come, knock on my office door, come in, and tell me they are bored. I need to breathe through that. People will respect your boundaries if you respect them too. Your boundaries, not the people. So if you, slash me, have scheduled time to work on your accounts and someone wants to drop by for coffee or decides they're bored and in need of entertainment, you need to stand behind your decision to respect your money, your business, and do your work. If you don't respect your money, your money won't respect you. Is that too far out there of an idea for you? Stick with me. I'm a Virgo. I keep my feet on the ground, but my mind open to the universe. I'll balance it out for you. Once you have told people how much they owe you and told them how to pay you 
ensuring your method of payment works and you have access to the account, what else do you need? Well, you need some sort of a system that ensures you actually have the product and it gets out to the customer. I bring this up because it's kind of integral to your business. You can't take the money and run. Square can help with stock control and I'm willing to bet there are a million different ways you can organize your stock. A periodic review of that system to make sure it's streamlined and practical, never a bad thing either. If you don't have a physical product, then you need another type of system, a scheduler of some sort to ensure that you get where you need to go, prepared to work, when you need to get there. That's what my Google Calendar is helping me with. I'm jumping into this century because I find I don't always bring my purse everywhere anymore. Hand sanitizer is everywhere and I leave my little bottle of it in the truck, so I don't carry my paper daytimer with me as much. However, I never leave home without my phone. Well, <laughs> not on purpose, anyway. I have to work on creating the habit of reaching for my phone rather than the paper, but I'll get there. We all will. So there you go. Nothing fantastically earth-shattering, but really basic tips that not all of us do. And if we do, we can probably be doing a better job. Get your systems in place. Get serious about your money and your business. I am. There are other places you can go for further assistance in setting up your finances, depending on where you are in the world. If you need help, get it. There is no shame. Do a Google search, ask around. People are available to help you. If you like the old internet stuff, Check out Berna Anat. She's Hey Berna everywhere online. Um, I'll link to her in the show notes. Berna is a Filipino woman who is taking on the old white money establishment. And I think I might love her. And I think you might too. I also listened to Catherine Zankina's Manifestation Babe playlist on Spotify. It's called Vibin High AF. <laughs> because although I'm not a music person, the rhythm of the songs she's chosen really keep me feeling upbeat while I'm working and I need that while I'm dealing with money. And it also helps to drown out the sounds of my children in the background. Now look, there's no harm in having some music or a nice candle or even just a fresh cup of coffee. Whatever it takes, have it with you while you're working on your money. We don't avoid the things we associate with pleasant feels. So use the psychology and make working with your money systems a pleasant experience. Feel good when you're working with your money and thinking about your money. I'm going to leave you with two quotes from smart women for you to think about. The first one is from Suze Orman, who's an American financial advisor. She says, when you undervalue who you are, the world will undervalue what you do and vice versa. And the second that's where my attitude's coming back. It's from Candace Bushnell of Sex in the City and so much more. She says, women with money and women in power are two uncomfortable ideas in our society. Love you guys. Hey, thank you so much for listening today. And if you like what you heard, I'd love if you could hit the subscribe button and leave me a positive review wherever you're listening. 
It doesn't cost you anything but an extra minute of time, but it means a lot to me. And if you really like what you're learning, head to JaniceFogarty.com and sign up for my weekly email. You'll be the first to know about the new episodes and the other plans I'm working on. So make sure to meet me, same time, same place, next week. Until then, stay safe and thank you so much. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 